You're listening to the Curious City Podcast from WBEZ Chicago. Hey everybody, Logan Jaffe here. I'm the Curious City intern here with the latest podcast. Each episode will bring you an answer to a question about Chicago or the region. And once a month, we'll have a mega podcast with a bunch of answers. Today, you'll learn just what the heck mimes, yes, mimes, have to do with helping people obey traffic laws. This conversation was taped on the Afternoon Shift, a show that airs every day from 2 to 4 p.m. on WBEZ. Curious City is on the show every Wednesday, and this particular debrief is with the show's former host, Steve Edwards. And I'll let him take it from here. Time now for another check-in from our ongoing project we call Curious City. It's basically an excuse for you to submit questions you're curious about, really about anything and everything under the sun, as long as it relates in some way to the Chicago area. And then we give it our darndest to get at the bottom of those questions, to get you the answers. You can also vote on questions. All of that takes place at curiouscity.wbez.org. But Jennifer Brandell is a project producer. She joins us every week on the program to talk about the latest questions and help us unearth the answers. And recently, one curious listener submitted a question that's been in the news a bit lately. It has to do with pedestrian crosswalks in Chicago. Jennifer, great to see you. So what do you have for us this week? Well, good question, Steve. We have a question, like you said, that deals with crosswalks and pedestrians. And in thinking about which reporter on staff would be interested in covering (laughs) this. Who gets this Who's clamoring for this one? Actually, Shannon Heffernan, a reporter here, has a really keen interest in the law. She's actually starting a podcast soon called Life of the Law. So we thought this is something up her alley. Oh, she's here in the studio. I didn't realize that you were such a legal geek. I I love it. (laughs) Why? What do you love about it? Well, I I love the way that law shapes the way we interact with each other, both official and unofficial laws and how that shapes our society. I think you get to get to the gritty of human interaction. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get right to the point as it relates to this week's question. What is it exactly as it relates to the law and, and pedestrian crosswalks? Well, Marcy Phillips, who lives in Hyde Park, Chicago, asked... Why do most Chicago drivers fail to stop for pedestrians in crosswalks? (laughs) And we asked her why this was the question she really wanted to know, and she told us about experience she had here in Chicago. I was pushing a baby in a stroller and holding a toddler's hand, and also I had a dog on a leash, and I couldn't get anyone to stop. And obviously I didn't want to try to get them to stop on my own, given that I had my children and my dog. I completely identify with what Marcy's talking about here. Like, it's confusing. There's sometimes right. I feel like they're stopping or not stopping, and the last thing you want to do is to chance it when you're not sure. So in Illinois, what does the law say about this? This actually surprised me. In Illinois, you have to stop at all crosswalks. So even if they don't have those little white lines on the street or there's not a sign-up, yes. you have to stop. And that's a full and complete stop. It's a new law. It started in 2010. Um, before that, drivers only had to yield. Interesting. So you're saying that like even in just the downtown, busy, crazy streets of Chicago, if I'm, say, making a left-hand turn and somebody is crossing the street, I can't actually try and get out before them or think that they should stop. I have to stop for them. You have to stop. Wow. Okay. But the question here is not just about Illinois. It's also about Chicago. It seems like Chicago drivers don't always stop, despite what you said. Is Chicago different about this? Well, we had a hard time finding any statistics that really prove that Chicagoans didn't follow crosswalk laws as well as other people. But we did find out from the Chicago Department of Transportation that last year, 32 people were killed in Chicago in pedestrian accidents. Over 3,000 people were hit. 
And almost 3,000 3, people. people and almost 80 percent of these accidents happen in crosswalks, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually really low for a city of Chicago's density. Really? So the statistics seem to show that Chicago um, is actually doing a better job than other places. That said, when we were out on the street and talking with people, um, people who moved here or were visiting did seem to indicate that they thought Chicago was a was a rougher place to cross the well, street. I mean, how do you feel about this, Jennifer, just as somebody who's out and about in the city on a regular basis? Oh, yeah. I feel like every time I look 10 times both directions before crossing the street, and even still, there's always one car that's coming out of nowhere. So I'm <laughs> super, super careful. I usually actually only go to intersections where there is a crosswalk and a sign, you know, with the red blinking hand or the white little silhouette and that those are the only places i typically cross that is so very good of you i'm I'm very (laughs) impressed i often do not do that well on my bike it's a different story it did just occur to me that this law might be more important than ever and actually adherence to the law in this era of everybody looking down at their smartphone and crossing the street i just saw somebody the other day as a matter of fact almost get completely run over by a car because she was walking across the street looking down at her phone not paying attention and it wasn't her turn to walk so anyway my question though is are drivers afraid of getting caught for not stopping for pedestrians. Well, it definitely is enforced in Chicago, at, at least to some extent. We called up Sergeant Carney. He's um, in the traffic department with the Chicago police. And he said not only do they enforce the law, they actually have been staging crosswalk stings. You're kidding. About once a week, we'll put a couple officers in plain clothes at intersections, and they'll attempt to cross the street. And if a car doesn't stop for them, a mark squad car will pull over that car issue the driver a ticket. How much are the tickets for, for violating a crosswalk? The city fine is $100. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what I'm thinking here is that stopping for pedestrians is a law, okay, and there are fines for not following that in Illinois. So why why don't stop? Do people just have $100 bills, you know, <laughs> hanging out of their pockets? That is a fantastic question. And to get to the bottom of that, I wanted to talk to somebody who understood the psychology of why we actually follow laws. So I called Tom Tyler. He wrote a book called Why People Obey the Law. The aptly titled book. Right. For and your I, purposes. Exactly. It was perfect. And I asked him the question, why aren't Chicagoans stopping at crosswalks? The problem, I'm guessing, is that People haven't yet gotten the idea that this is a law they really ought to be obeying. If we think about why most people obey most laws in their everyday life, it's not primarily because they think they'll be given a ticket or arrested or fined by the police. It's because they have this general sense that it's their responsibility to obey the law. So, Steve, bottom line? Tyler says people don't follow the law until they feel it's something they should do. That's really interesting. Right. I, I find that encouraging about us in some way, right? That, that it's, it's, it's this idea that we have some sense of obligation to right. each other. Well, you're not, the reason you're not committing murder isn't because you're afraid of going to prison. You believe it's morally wrong. So he says we have to create that feeling around traffic laws, which is hard to do, yes. um, but it has been done. You think of Mothers Against Drunk Driving. You guys do both remember those commercials oh, yeah. where they'd show the horrible accidents and they say, don't let your friends drive drunk. They created a huge decline in drunk driving because they made people feel like they were being wrong if they broke that law. That that just behavior in and of itself, regardless of anything bad happening, was bad behavior. It was it's too risky. It was, it's it inappropriate. Was, it was unacceptable. So that makes me think, I mean, when you cited those statistics, th- 3,000 people get hit, 32 die every year because of pedestrian accidents in the city of Chicago. Has anybody thought about some sort of moral campaign here around that? Well, what we wanted to find is we wanted to find a city 
where they had actually changed behavior around traffic laws, these simpler ones like crosswalks. And so we found in Bogota, Colombia, they were having a huge problem getting people to even stop at crosswalks, right? And they tried raising the fines. No luck. And so their mayor, this guy named Antanas Mokas, got this idea. Traffic mimes. Traffic mimes? Traffic mimes. He hired 420, <laughs> I'm not joking, 420 mimes to go out on the streets of his city and gently mock people who weren't following the law and encourage people who were, who were with little tips of their hats and that sort of thing. And it worked. It worked. You're kidding. It, it, it totally changed the, the traffic culture. I, I, I mean, just picturing this in my mind, Jennifer, like some dude just goofily walking down a crosswalk. I mean, how ridiculous does that look? Well, I wouldn't have believed that it worked myself, except for we tried it in Chicago. You're kidding we me. We staged a little experiment. The two of you? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I actually live with a mime. So um, the first thing I did was I who talked knew? to... Who knew? that that I would never come in lucky. handy. There was a real perk there. So um, from the mime company, and we also called called folks from Dog and Pony Theater and Silent Theater Company, and we gathered them all together. Jen came with me along with their intern, um, Logan, to film, and we gathered them just south of the California Blue Line stop where the Palmer intersection is. And they had signs that said, Mimes for Better Traffic Safety. <laughs> and they, they went out with, with pedestrians. And, and what happened? Well, <laughs> a whole lot of things happened. There was some horn honking. There were some middle fingers extended. <laughs> but more than anything, there were lots of people totally delighted, like smiling, little kids pointing. You know, one kid asked his mom if he could be a mime when he grows up. And cars did stop. They, they stopped. One of the mimes actually remarked later on that their collective mime power was equal, if not greater than, the power of a speeding car. <laughs> we, we actually talked to a few pedestrians about what their experiences were with these mimes. I asked one guy if he generally had a hard time crossing at crosswalks. Sometimes, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, you know, people fly down. What do you think is the are some of the ways we can actually start changing that? Other than what you guys are doing here, because it's really hard to miss a mime trying to get people across the street. I'm just trying to catch a bus. Do you drive at all? Yeah. When you do drive, do you stop at every crosswalk when there's a pedestrian? Yep. Yep. Because my little sister got hit by a car. Really? Yeah, so that's why I just think it's like, it's, it's karma. Wow. That is really, really interesting. First of all, just the idea that that whole campaign worked in Bogota. But beyond that, I can't believe you guys even tried it here in Chicago. We had to know. We couldn't <laughs> pass up that opportunity. <laughs> all right. So getting back to the original question then, why don't Chicago drivers stop for pedestrians and crosswalks? The answer really is that to change behavior, we need moral social pressure. Am I reading that right? Yeah. I mean, so, uh, I mean, uh, you guys are very busy people. You have full-time jobs. Uh, you, you know a mime, which is more mimes than I know, <laughs> but, but not enough to blanket every street corner right. in Chicago. So is there a chance that this is going to play out somehow, that we, we do something bigger here? Well, I called Gabriel Klein. He's the commissioner for the Chicago Department of Traffic. And, and here's what he said about his thoughts on what we needed to do. Well, I think we do have a cultural issue where people are not aware that crosswalks when there's a person in them, means stop. They literally, I think, don't know. And so there's an education component 
And what he said was that they're actually going to start a huge pedestrian safety plan. It's going to be released in, in the next few months. And they've already been trying a few other things. Last year, they put up 32 mannequins downtown to represent the 32 people who died in pedestrian accidents. Around downtown, you may have already seen them, these posters that give out some statistics about how many people die in crosswalks. Mm-hmm. So they are trying some of these more educational social campaigns. Wow. That that sounds really, really interesting. I knew nothing about this. I appreciate the clarification on just, if nothing else, the status of the law, which I was confused by. So you've clarified that. You've also told me how we can make this work. Um, I, I wanted to see you guys, though, actually out on the streets of Chicago miming. Uh, I, I, I think we should actually do this again, so you can actually show me the, the experiment. Well, we do have a video. If you go to you do the, yeah, if you go to wbez.org/curiouscity, you'll see what we'd staged last week with some mime friends, seven mimes in total, and how they totally took over that intersection and they made did. it their own. That is too good. Great work, Jennifer. Great work, Shannon. Thank you guys so much for this. Thank, Thank you. you. What's super cool is that the intersection where we posed this mime experiment is a very different place now. It's at the intersection of California and Palmer and Logan Square, right by the blue line, in case you were wondering. Shortly after our story aired, the city installed big signs in the middle of the street reminding cars to actually stop for pedestrians. And did we do that? Who knows? But we like to think so. To see the video of our traffic mimes and to see more investigations, head over to curiouscity.wbez.org. And there, you can also ask your own questions. Here's what some other people have been wondering about lately. Are Chicago hot dogs good? Well, are they the best? Why do they only work on the streets, fix the potholes where the aldermans live? Why is it so segregated in Chicago? Well, I would wonder what it would be like to be that that guy that's building um, the Trump Tower on the top floor. You know, because me looking down, I think that's a scary thing right there. So... I would wonder that. How would that be? Oh, and we got a great question in recently that we need your help to answer. Brenda Guzman wondered, what's one thing that you can get in Chicago that you can't get anywhere else? So what do you think? Shoot us an email at curiouscity.wbez.org to let us know. Or you could always hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. In our next episode, you'll hear how Chicagoans from four very different neighborhoods perceive the American dream. My dream. <laughs> nice with a big house with a car. Man, something better than this. Ooh. Thanks to Adam Pindle for producing this podcast, Jennifer Brandell, the series producer, and Sean Alley, our editor. And don't forget, subscribe to us on iTunes, and if you feel like it, Throw us a few stars. Stay curious. Curious City, of course, is produced by Jennifer Brandell, brought to you by WBEZ and Localore, a national initiative produced by the Association of Independents and Radio. Financial support comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the Wincote Foundation, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, and, of course, you. Mm-hmm.